Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are looking for a place to bet on any of the sports going on, there is so much. There's NBA, there's golf, there is football winding down. BetOnline.ag is the place and only place to lock that in. Ride with Razzie ended on a great note, two and one. There's only two games this weekend. All I'll say is who I'm rooting for. I'm obviously rooting for Brady and I'm rooting for the Bills because um, I do not like the Chiefs. Alan, who, who you got this weekend? Well, you know, two, well, it's funny, two, I don't know if wherever Aaron Rodgers is technically from, I know he went to Butte and then he went to Cal. So Cal is Bay Area. So we'll say two Bay Area boys going up against each other. I'm good either way, to be honest, but, and with Bill's Chiefs, I'm a Raider fan. So it's nice to see the Chiefs lose. And I've been really high on Josh Allen saying that he's not too far behind Mahomes. So. So you heard it here, Alan, rooting for both teams in the NFC Championship game. Then he's rooting for the Bills. So you can bet on that game. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Long Ball Podcast with your hosts, Alan Styles and Orlando Razo. If you're listening to us, you know where to find us, anywhere you find great podcasts. And while you're there, rate us. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't like us, don't give us five stars, but at least let us know why. What's up, Orlando? How you doing, my guy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, we got strong news cycle. In the offseason of baseball, yes. very strong news cycle, not all of it positive, uh, a huge, gigantic yeah. negative uh, for that matter. So quite the opposite of positive. Right. Um, but we also got some transactions mm-hmm. and there's some exciting stuff going on in baseball. Teams are making moves. Um, I love the aggression in some of and some of the franchises that have mm-hmm. been. Uh, doormat for several years now. So I love the aggression. Um, I have some takes on that, but I mean, we, it would be, uh, we would be at fault if we didn't start with the Mets GM or former GM now, uh, Jared Porter, who um, was sending, he sent 62 unanswered texts. I believe it was 62, including a picture of his bulge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, first of all, did, have, have you read, did you read the text? How much research did you do? I, I saw a couple texts. I saw a couple scandal. Texts. It was weird. I saw a couple texts and I saw some of her responses and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not anywhere near, Hey, you know, this is a, a decent human being at this point, but it was interesting how people are things you see on TV. I heard it was 60 unanswered. And then I saw like screenshots on TV, you know, on shows with her responding to, I think normal stuff. So I think he probably went back and forth 
for a bit between like not being a scummy and she was, hey, you know, just like, geez, I just, I like my job. So I'm going to respond here. Then I think, I, and I don't think they could show it on TV. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Then I think he went off the deep end with the 62 straight and she was just like, homie, you know, what, what are we doing here? And then I heard it was, I don't know if you were just trying to be coy, but I heard it was the, the full DP. I, I, I heard it, it was not through pants. I heard it was a DP. I think he sent uh, a picture of it. I, I believe he sent a picture of his penis, but I believe right. the first, so like two. the first picture that he sent was just bulge. It was just. So two. Maybe wang more. Maybe it wang more. inside the jeans. Um, but yeah, you had mentioned the kind of the initial interaction here mm -hmm. and before we get to you know obviously the obvious condemnation condemnation of uh jared porter and i don't think he should ever have a job in baseball again mm -hmm. um and good luck getting you know any normal job um but yeah that initial reaction i her response and and you have to think of the context of this mm -hmm. you know she's trying to make it in this industry she's trying to make it in in an industry that is old school it's it's kind of notoriously misogynistic by nature right. and when someone is striking up a relationship in you, you with you you're just kind of going with the flow you're not really thinking about it so i think in those initial text messages she's like i think it came out that she did believe that it was uh going to be a potential source and obviously if you read the text a little a little flirty to start mm -hmm. out it's a little flirty but it, like what are we going to hold that against i've seen people on twitter yeah. holding that against her but that's obvious that's twitter talk um that's bad but yeah. then eventually she just cuts him off she's like yeah this is weird this guy's a fucking weirdo mm -hmm. so eventually she cuts him off and this guy, I mean, I, I don't know how you, and I didn't even, I, I stopped reading some of the text, but it's like, what do you even say? Like 62 times. What, what at that point, cause at that point you, you realize like, she's probably not going to respond. So you're just kind of having a conversation with yourself on yeah, her phone. Yeah, that is so bizarre and not to make light of the situation, but it is so ridiculous because we have friends and we've been in positions where look, Nobody bats a hundred in baseball. Nobody bats a hundred when it comes to uh, the ladies. If you know, if you're, if you know what I mean. So there are times where things start to turn, and oh, you're getting friend zoned, and you know you're getting friend zoned because okay, didn't respond, didn't respond, you, and that's the third text. By the third text, you know it's not going down. I don't even know how you get to ten let alone especially in this day and age when assuming there's an iphone or a smartphone involved it's delivered so she just not responding to you that by itself is is not to give anyone an out of are you are you mentally all there but it's pretty wild to think about that yeah i mean and then to go along to go off that when you are when she doesn't respond, you're like, you know what I got to do? I got to fire off a fucking yeah. cock. This will get her back. That's, yeah, that's going to really that's going to really help is just my yeah. cock. Yeah. Um, so just an all time. I mean, that's he should be a sex offender, man. That's weird. Right. That's really weird. Yeah. That is 
so fucking off the reservation. I think you're you're on to a good point because the question is, it especially in this day and age, there's so many. You know, we watch Law and Order SVU, and as it's kind of crazy because Law and Order has always done a good job of as we progress and things have changed, their episodes and their show has changed as well. And they talk about how in this new digital age, there's so many ways to not get in trouble because you technically didn't do anything. But to me, getting fired for that is not enough. It's not enough. Tell me, what is the difference? Like, I don't know if he can even get charged, but if someone, what is the difference between that and someone whipping out their D in person? unwarranted or like hey i didn't want that if someone went to the cops with that that person would at least get charged for something they, they might not be a sex offender so what is the difference between that and sending an unsolicited dick pic what's the difference i didn't ask yeah. for that i approved yeah, i didn't ask for that and if it's what we believe or allegedly it's multiple 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 so that's and and now this brings to the point do you think the mets I was, I've talked about this with several people, including a couple people inside the baseball world that have said that they don't believe the Mets knew about this story. However, ESPN knew about right. this. A couple of years back. A, and, and the baseball world is small, man. Right. The baseball world is, is really small. So mm. there had to have been someone that know, knew about this. And they asked Sandy Alderson in his press conference when you were vetting this particular candidate, did you ask any women about him? And it was, it was actually pretty funny. It was just a kind of an awkward silence. And then he's just, no, we did not. Right. And that speaks to the, I'm not blaming Sandy Alderson for that. That speaks to the whole gigantic problem in and of itself right. of there's not enough women in this field mm-hmm. for, for you to go to them uh, when vetting a candidate. And that, so that, that's a whole different problem. That's, that's the end goal, right? When you can put enough women in power to not let this happen, but man, like, do you buy that? Do you buy that? There was no inkling whatsoever. This guy was just, they kept talking about the culture of the Mets. I don't know, man. It's hard to think that they, that nobody there had any idea. Maybe they didn't know the extent, but it's going to come out. And it's going to be even worse if they did and more heads are going to roll and it's going to get ugly and it's going to get ugly in a time where the Mets have so much promise and optimism with the new owner and, and, you know, Lindor. So this is awful timing. And I, I hope for any Mets fan out there that the nobody in the organization knew because it's going to continue to right now, Everybody, the, the feeling is just, hey, hate to use this term because it just reminds me of the whole cops thing, but hey, bad apple, right? One bad apple. But even if there's one bad apple, if other people know about the bad apple, that's damn near just as bad. So if it does come down like that, it, it's it's going to be a bad look. Yeah. And I, we were talking about this right before the show. It just, it shows how long we still have to go Mm. because you know, there are, and and this, it sucks because man, it takes away from, from the successful women that are Mm -hmm. in the game that are breaking into the game that are already there that are growing. Um, 
and it, it sucks because it's, it's just a reminder that we still, there's still a long way to go. There's still, we got to weed out yes. that whole weird ass, creepy ass shit. Um, yeah. That misogynistic shit. We right. got to, we got to weed it out. That's, and you do that by you, you have people in places of power so that after, after the 20th text, whoever it is feels comfortable to, to go to a superior and say, Hey, this is what's going down and not right. fear to not never to be shunned out of baseball, which is ridiculous. But to your point about that and, and Twitter, it's sad that baseball really only trends. It, it did a little bit with Springer and the blue Jays, the fiasco with Michael Brantley. It did a little bit, but honestly, Baseball is never on fire on Twitter like it is when something negative happens. And that is just so bad, but it's the truth. And baseball, baseball, Twitter, MLB, Twitter was a mess. This, the beginning of this week, I woke up to it. And that's the thing about being on the West coast. You wake up and especially if you wake up, you don't wake up that early, like, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, but if you don't wake up that early, so many things could have happened you, in that time. Span. You miss a whole news cycle. You, you miss a whole news cycle, yeah, maybe, maybe two. two. Maybe yeah. two. So I see there are, and we're not going to name any name because it's just not necessary. There are women in the game mad at women for um, speaking up for men that aren't scumbags and they're getting destroyed. So now we got women fighting each other. We got men fighting women. We have women fighting men and it's all over the place. And it's so sad because one person's actions, hopefully one person's actions, and as long as the rest of the Mets organization really didn't know, caused all of this. And there's so many directions to go, but what everyone needs to remember is that at the end of the day, we all, we as in people that do want progress and, and all those things, we all want the same thing. So if you want to check someone because they said something in a certain way, I get it. But not to the point where you need to feel like you want to crucify them on top of what actually happened. We got enough scumbags to deal with. There doesn't need to be any friendly fire. And that's the thing. You, you, you quote tweet stuff and you put people on blast and now they delete the tweet. Then you call them out for deleting the tweet because you know you, you screenshotted it. It's, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. Um, the last thing I'll say, because, you know, it kind of ties into it is on top of you have the women on women. Then I saw, and this speaks to the diversity. Then I saw a, you know, a white woman, blue eyes, blonde hair. She got a new job and she tweeted about the new job. And she said in the tweet, something to the effect of so glad we're being able to add more diverse voices, okay? Now, obviously from her side of things, more women need to get in baseball. This is true, but you are a blonde hair, blue eyed white woman. Much like uh, the Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr, I don't know if you heard about that with his um, video, uh, picture in his weighted, his weighted vest that was camo with the American flag that he posted about 30 minutes after inauguration saying it's that time again. And he complete, he got destroyed on Twitter. Didn't really backpedal. Just talked about how he supports everyone and loves God, the usual stuff, much like how he didn't read the room there. 
we understand that there do need to be more women in baseball and more women in a lot of different places. But this is the baseball podcast, specifically baseball. We understand that. But it is not for you, a white woman, to claim that you are a more diverse voice. I understand what you're saying, but you need to read the room and just voice it differently. So, of course, I saw some black women that are also in the baseball, the baseball world drag her. And same thing. She tried to, to make it seem like this is about this is about me and it's a positive and you're turning it into a negative. We're not turning it into a negative. We're just making it, we're just making you realize that being pretty with blonde hair and blue eyes, it's it helps, but it's I'm not putting that in the diversity section. So I don't know if that, I don't know if maybe she added that because she thought amongst all this muck that that was a little bit of positivity. And if she did, great. I, I don't think there was any part of it that thinks she was negative. Like I said, technically there are mostly white men in baseball. So technically adding a woman, no matter what race is making it more diverse, but that is not for you to say in that way. And it's just, you gotta read the room. So that's pretty much all I had to say. It was just really sad to see everyone going. It was like a food fight. It was like a food fight yeah, a food civil war. in high school. It was, it was crazy. A- so I would just say everybody needs to, to do more listening. If somebody is telling you, hey, we're not saying that you're not adding to diversity. We're saying that you saying it in that way isn't the same as a black man or a black woman or a brown man or a brown woman saying that. And we're not saying we hate you for it. We're happy you got the job, but at least understand where we're coming from. The same thing with Derek Carr, neither of them wanted to wear it and they both did weird backpedaling. So it was just a mess, man. It was just a mess. People just got to read the room and people got to listen. You just got to listen. Yeah. I think that's a, the biggest point about it is just listening. I don't think that, woman met any ill will or meant that she was putting herself above um, anything like that. No. It just it was just kind of a, a and you're never going to win on Twitter. That's that's the other thing. Like you're no. especially when shit's going down, like it right. went down on that day. Like you're whatever take you have, whatever um, opinion, anything, if you're in the baseball world, someone's probably going to come after you. And if, and if you are willingly doing that, you have two choices. Like we talk about, you kind of make yourself a bad look. If you don't, if you choose to stand your ground on a ground that is not really correct, or you can say, you know what? I put myself in this situation. I'm going to hear out what these people have to say. And the, the bottom line is neither her nor Derek Carr did that. And that is the problem. Like, People, because when I was reading a lot of the responses, it's like, look, at this point, you don't have to say that you're adding to diversity. Like if, if, if a black woman or a black man gets a job like that, they don't say I'm adding to diversity because it's obvious. If you have to say it, then maybe it's not that obvious. And people were just saying, just announce your promotion and move along. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's point. It. That's a good that's point. It. Just, just so now but at this point like i'm willing to listen to any whatever the hell anyone same here same here nobody because i just don't want to fight yeah i just don't Mm want to 
uh, exert that type of energy to just mm-hmm. go back and forth with someone. Right. I used to be all about the internet and the Twitter mm-hmm. fights and I'll get in the mud. I don't mind getting in the mud every now mm-hmm. and then if something really chaps my ass. Right. But for the most part, I just like to, like, if someone came after me on Twitter, I'd just respond with jokes. That's yeah. Really I, I don't I only, insult them. No, I only go after, I only like beefing with Padres fans. I don't do anybody else. I, I've been, tempted i see some i mean you see tweets every day and you're like ah, and i just i just put the phone down but unless it's padre's twitter i mean like if i got a, a bigger if i had a big following on twitter i can't make any promises like <laughs> i i bet i would talk a lot of shit to the seahawks but it all would be good fun like i'm right. sure some people would take it the wrong way and would absolutely right. hate me but i would love to to fuck around right um let's move on we got some mm-hmm. off-season transactions yes uh, we have the Padres just keep getting more pitching, man. They got Joe Musgrove hasn't put up, uh, you know, the numbers that he, I'm sure he would have liked to in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but then again, it's Pittsburgh. Uh, right. They're just, they love uh, just, no one loves <laughs> trading good players to other yeah. teams and then becoming elite players more than the pirates. Mm-hmm. We feel bad for them. It's a great stadium, but yeah, now the, the Padres have, Let's see who I was just looking at their Roto. Did you know the, yeah, the, the, ro, the rotation just keeps growing for the Padres. Well, they could have right. a seven man rotation. Right. If they right. Were. If they really Kenzie Gore is going to be in triple lay. He's he supposed could to be, he, people say he might be the biggest stud of them all. I think he, well, I've seen, I've seen Paddock and Gore up close and personal live. Gore was better and Paddock was really, really good. I think Paddock struck mm-hmm. out like 12 and five innings mm-hmm. in a rehab game, but Gore was excellent. So they have Darvish, Snell, Lamette, Musgrove, Paddock, just as they're projected. And then they still yeah. got a few other guys. And then that's going up against Kershaw, Bueller. We completely forgot about David Price, too. He just opted out of the season. Oh, shoot. And he's yeah still with the Dodgers, right? Yeah, yeah. So they you, got Price Marius. You give him a ring. Do you get a ring? Should you? I don't know. I'd love no. Who deserves a ring more? David Price or Boogie Cousins, who Wentz. was on the Lakers? Um I think Boogie, if he played a minute, Boogie wins. Yeah, I would I would but I don't know if he with. did. I don't know. But Boogie was on the bench, he was closer to the Boogie, so yeah, Boogie I was going to say he was rehabbing at the facility. Yeah. Price just opted out of the season. So yeah, it's got to yeah. be. But yeah, I mean, the Padre, you can never have enough pitching. We always say that the starting pitching, if you could just roll dudes out there, um, especially in the playoffs when you could bring some of these guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you can say that the Padres pitching at least is, is stronger now. It's interesting. The same way when we talked to, I can't remember his name now, the stud from Texas and Hanson, uh, Pete. Ha- Pete and yeah. about how very similar to when you get drafted as well. These guys are all starters. And now, hey, we're going to have you come out the bullpen. Like, do you get told or does it just organically happen? Hey, you're not on the rotation list. Whatever the case may be, you go to San Diego, or yeah, you go to San Diego and is that in the back of your mind, any of these guys? Hey, I'm going to a dope team, but like you haven't had to do it in any any point in your career because you've been good. You've been a stud. 
you're going to a a steamroller right now does it cross your mind you know what i'd rather go here and compete at a high level and if i have to come out of the bullpen sure or do i want to stay in pittsburgh and start and uh nobody cares well i kind of like where baseball is going in terms of you know you have your one two maybe three starters Mm -hmm. and then i've always thought like yeah you know you you want to be in a set role you want to know what your your job is but at some point, man, and, and teams are starting to realize this with the way they bring guys out of the pen now, uh, how the D-backs used Archie Bradley, how Josh Hader's used. These guys are just weapons. That's right. that's really what they're what they're classified Positionless. as. Positionless. Positionless. And if you, exactly, it's it's this that's exactly what I was about to say. It's the same way that uh, you know position players now are playing all over the field. Mm-hmm. As a pitcher, that's just kind of an old school thing of you got to know your role. Now, if you're the ace, if you're a bona fide closer, obviously, yeah. But otherwise, if you're a dude that's trying to make his money, if you're a dude that has nasty shit, maybe for two innings, three innings, dude, if you're not mentally tough enough to just be like, look, when when coach and not. I would, I will say like, yeah, I would prefer if I'm spot starting that day, let me know the night before. Don't tell me day of, let me kind of get a routine, get that mindset going. But as far as if you're not naming a starter and you're kind of this fringe, you know, middle relief, whatever spot Mm -hmm. starter guy, you got to just be ready to pitch. Mm -hmm. Like the same thing, the the fundamentals of pitching don't change. It's just, you throw the ball down the fucking plate and let the guys play defense behind you then mm-hmm. like you, once you have that mentality you're dirty you're going to strike guys out mm-hmm. so i do like what the padres are doing they're embracing that these guys are just going to be weapons but for right. darvish and snell like you don't know when you're going to see them but you're going to see them at some point and that adds also to an element of um scouting like you don't know who you're going to see. That's what I was going to say too, from a hitting standpoint. Okay. We're going to see just like in college, we're going to see this guy, this guy, this guy. Now it's, we're going to see this guy, this guy, this guy. Then we're not really sure. Or we're going to say, see this guy and this guy for sure. We don't know the rest. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I got to say on the pods. Uh, Kluber to the Yankees mm-hmm. and LeMahieu re-signing uh, smart move. Kluber. I saw some, takes and i really like trevor plouffe a lot um i think he said something about kluber's freak injuries but my uh you know brain is correct i believe he had labrum surgery right um and that's very serious so i i'm not saying he's not going to be good at all i'm not saying it's a bad signing you still need a number two like i if he can be a number two wow that's awesome if i'm going channel yeah. 16 cory kluber I'm going to be honest, man. I know, and I'm sure you do too. And it's crazy because of how far Tommy John has come because you see guys come back from Tommy John all the time. Now, all the guys that I played with, and of course it wasn't pro, but at the college level, anyone who got labrum surgery was not the same. I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to say straight up. They weren't the same. Yeah. My you brother, know. he got, my brother got labrum surgery when he was in like eighth grade and he had nerve damage in his elbow. Maybe the surgeon was a dick, but right. he had like nerve damage in his elbow. He couldn't really throw as hard. It was just, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, it's a very, it's way more serious than Tommy John. Right. Right. So maybe it's a low, low risk for the Yankees. And if, and if we're wrong 
and he is even close to who he is, that's going to definitely suffice. Right. Right. So shoulder injury, uh, those are always iffy, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm happy the Yanks are, are making moves mm-hmm. um, because they need to. They right. need to because of George Springer signing with Spring Show. The Blue Jays. I don't, I don't know if anyone ever calls him that. I don't think he's ever been called that. Spring Show. The Spring Show. The Hall of Famer Springer. I love George Springer. I think this is a great signing. We, we talked about the Jays. They got the all-legacy team. Right. It's the juniors. The team of juniors. The team of sons, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a Padre on the team. Shout out Julian Merriweather. Um, but their offense is fucking legit now. Like they it got is. dudes, especially if these guys take the the step. Like Vlad that's what I was gonna say. They have potential. They have they have the most potential, short of the Padres, because I'm not counting the Dodgers because the Dodgers they're past potential. They they've done it. Oh yeah. But they have the most they're potential bad. on the way up. Do they turn that corner? I don't know if you saw those pictures of Vladdy Jr., but he lost. It looks like he lost a ton of weight, and homeboy needed to. So he lost a ton of weight. You got Bo Bichette. You know, you got you got their guy. You got all the guys. Can you take that next step? They got Kevin, Kevon, Biggio, Kevin, Biggio. Kevin, Kevin Biggio. Yeah, that was my next Kevin Biggio. So I saw some, it's kind of funny when they find these, uh, when they find these reaches of connections. So basically it, somebody said, it might've been an Astros writer. It might've been our boy. It might've been our boy Rome. And it was a bit of a, a stretch because it, it said George Springer is undoubtedly the second best Astros leadoff hitter in the history of the organization. The first is undoubtedly Craig Biggio. Now uh, Springer goes to play with his son. And I was like, what a connection cool yeah cool. i mean the the prophecy is fulfilled <laughs> yeah. like, finally yeah i felt like am i missing something or is it like cool awesome that's awesome i mean this yeah this fraternity of astros leadoff hitters <laughs> to go on to play with the, the son. predecessor's son has well it's been going on for we've seen it we've seen it generations we've seen it again yeah yeah um, what yeah that's a wild connection they also have decent pitching with ryu um mm. so if they sign bauer they could be a legitimate contender in that division right right it's just funny how things always sway there's always that hot team and the, actually the blue jays were kind of supposed they the, the last couple years they've kind of su- supposed to be that team but the rays came out of nowhere and now you know they take the crown the red sox just weren't even close in the al east and it's like the yankees and someone else and it, and so basically is this year going to be the Yankees and the Blue Jays? Is it going to be the Yankees and the Rays? Or is it just going to be the Yankees and nobody else can figure it out? Who knows? Well, yeah, the Red, the Red Sox still, like, if they made a few moves here and there, too, they would be right in there as well. Because I, I really believe in their offense. Their pitching just sucks ass. So Yeah. They got Xander. They still got Xander Bogarts. And they got Rafi. Yeah, they got good players all yeah. around. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we had some interesting news. Uh, by the way, w- before we get to Michael Brantley, 
the Braves interested in JT Realmuto. Um, I said it on this podcast a couple times, I believe I want the Braves to make some moves mm-hmm. um, because they're right in it. If they can add a piece or two, I don't know if they even need Realmuto. Darno is a great catcher, um, but it obviously does not hurt to add talent. I just right. think that they should be looking towards strengthening the pitching staff. Maybe I, I thought Kluber would have been an awesome. Staff. When the heck are they going to decide on the universal DH or not? Dude, I don't fucking that's because if you because getting real Muto and it's universal DH is wild. Yeah, and either way, you can squeeze them in somewhere, you know, but you can't. I was going to say you can always put someone at first base, but you can't. I think Darno may have messed around. I feel like he's messed around in the outfield before. I might be making that up, but I feel like I he's mean, messed around it, before out there. So how hard to just grab a glove. Grab you know, a glove. Grab a glove. Get an A2000. Score more than, get in the, than grass. the uh score more than the amount of like five balls you miss and you're solid. Exactly. Cuz I'll tell you what, that whole idea of the and not to get on a tangent here, but as coming from someone who did not have much of a hose, I always thought the arm strength thing was a little overdone. Like I think it's a really really good plus. But the amount of times where a outfielder's arm has fully affected the game compared to what the pedestal it's held on I don't think matches I don't think matches and you can disagree with me on that because you're a pitcher but I feel like it's blown up so so much for maybe throughout the season five opportunities and two of them might be crucial and crucial meaning you don't have any time to fix it, like eighth or ninth inning. I don't know. Yeah, I've always the, thought it was – I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying it's always been a little overblown to me. All right. Well, I do agree with you. But like you said, in crunch time, mm-hmm. it it really does help. And plus, yeah. like, from a pitcher's standpoint, watching infield outfield when uh, an opposing team mm-hmm. – it was just, or if in the middle of a game, we saw someone that just had an absolute noodle, right. it was fun to make fun of them. Hey, so, yeah. you know, you, you throw in the, get him three cutoff men. Yeah. Uh, if he bounced the ball, you know, you're yelling bounce pass at the top of the dugout. Um, there's, there's plenty of good insults that you could throw out there for mm-hmm. someone with uh, with a noodle arm, good chirps. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Like it's as long as you just hit the cutoff man and can reach him, you don't have right. the arm of a fucking infant. Right. And I mean, they yeah. still threw they still threw uh Davis out there for the A's. That is the worst arm I've ever seen in my life, by the way. I know Johnny Damon had a bad arm, but uh Chris Davis has the worst arm, I think possibly in, in baseball history. I'm trying to think of just oh no, no, YouTube it. YouTube it. Who, if you haven't seen Chris Davis. The worst arms. I'm gonna look up just worst arms in major league because I've seen some terrible arms. Right. Uh, I mean, all right. We don't have to get in. I guess yeah. Sorry for the tangent, but I'm just like, you know what? You, you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Last one. Last transaction. We have Michael Brantley. You talk about chaos. Just another classic move by baseball. At this point, it's just pretty fucking comical. But Michael Brantley was rumored to go to the Blue Jays. Everyone's, you know, blowing the Blue Jays. They think that they've 
made the another move these guys are just they're, they're going for it man they're going for Ver- it verified accounts tweeting that it was done verified accounts tweeting it's done articles being written high fives are being fived contact is being made photoshops um, being created many photoshops many photoshops you go with the blue jersey the white jersey um everything under the sun uh michael brantley to the blue jays only to find out i I don't know who first reported it that said the deal wasn't Mm -hmm. done but turns out he's not going to the blue jays he's actually re-signing with the astros oh him and springer are best buds remember that did you see that right oh springer recruited him like we got some like nba talk right right springer recruited him said you know get, get me to get me to the six right exactly and he didn't go to the six no but it's just another it's just fucking classic you, you got any any other thoughts on yeah I, I was well first of all i'm glad i feel like because michael brandley is pretty quiet one and two he ended up on the astros right after the whole scandal we've said it on this show before he was not part of it so when he gets booed it just bugs me because he wasn't part he wasn't there right but he just he you know when you talk about a lunch pail guy you know put your put your your boots on it and get it done that's michael brantley to me and i love him for it smooth swing i was curious your thoughts on how upset you get when these um journalists and beat writers are wrong because it doesn't bother me the way it bothers certain people and i don't know if this is a whole sour grapes thing because they they are also trying to make it right and they're just come on you're verified and you're messing this up like it's not it's not so important to be first than to be right and they're almighty with their you know couple thousand followers there's probably some of that going on but for me i'm looking and, and they're bringing up it was stuff like this man has a family and you, you're posting this stuff and then oh. for it to be wrong is terrible. I'll say this. I, this is what I'll say. I'm with you if it's a trade, if it's a trade rumor, because nowadays players do find out they got traded on their phone sometimes. And if you are a family member, you, you are freaking out. This was a free agent signing. So anyone that's close enough to him knew it wasn't true. So I don't really understand what you're so upset about. Like, you, yeah, they posted it and they had to retract it. That's on them. Why, what, you didn't post it. Why are you so mad? I, I didn't get that at all. I, I root for this shit to happen. I love chaos. I love it when, when Twitter's just going nuts like this. Um, like tomorrow, I, I, I'm really hoping John Heyman gets Bauer signing wrong. Like he reports that he's, you know, going to the Orioles or something right. like that. And fucking John Heyman's mentions are, are just hilarious. So Blowing up. I was, I was loving it. I, I was loving all the chaos going on. Um, you know, the, the, the people that are like this, you know, this man, he's a family man and all this stuff. It's like, who, who the fuck are you? First of all, who, yeah. who are you to say that? Um, but I just, it was more so, I just loved the chaos of it. Like, I love it when, when shit's just hitting the fan and Mm -hmm. I'm just watching Twitter go nuts over, uh, you know, like 
these articles that have already been written. And then you got the people mad at journalists and then you got the journalists defending journalists. Right. Right. I don't really care. I just, I like chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I agree for me, whatever popcorn gift you can enter, enter it for me. And that's how I feel because it's just, look, they're the ones that felt like posting it. I just don't, I just think a lot of it is kind of a, it just strikes me wrong when it's coming from, you know, people that are in the space and trying to be high. I would never, if I had opportunity, it's like, look, just keep grinding, you know, keep grinding, keep your head up champ. You don't have to roast other, cause you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to unfollow you because you're, you're, you're being super negative for no reason, really. And when you unfollow someone, you know, that's, Oh, you'll see. That's a, yeah, you when you refresh and you see one less, you don't you, want you that. Can, you can and and you weren't following me, so you you're never gonna know. Yeah, exactly. Taste it. Taste it. Taste it. Speaking of tasting, have you had dinner yet? No. You have not had dinner yet. Well, let me tell you what I had for dinner: Kansas City steaks. Mm. These are the best steaks. All types of steaks. You got your ribeyes. You got your strips. You can, it's an extremely versatile steak company, Kansas City Steaks. Visit kansascitysteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus get free shipping with code BLEAV. That is B-L-E-A-V, BLEAV at checkout. Again, go to kansascitysteaks.com slash game day and use the code BLEAV. B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. We'll end with a dead ball. Yeah, I love a good ribeye, by the way. I think that's my I do. favorite cut. I, do. I think it's my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Have you ever had a Wagyu? Small slices like at a Japanese spot. Nothing right. to, I, I don't know that I could even claim, you know, that I've had it, had it. I've had a couple, couple like slices of it. But it does melt. Mm-hmm. But that, does that should we even count that with the rest? No, nah, it's pretty elitist. You know, to be honest with you, I probably shouldn't. Have, I, I'm a ribeye guy myself. Ribeye near. Honestly, I love it all. Kansas City steaks. Yeah, dope. Dead ball. Um, they, 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 you know, they had tomahawk tomahawk steaks back then. Oh man, I picture uh, who we're about to talk about today. Ray Caldwell. Um, that guy. I, I, I'm assuming they were like part time all butchers. You know, they would just cut up the pig, yeah. cut up the cow, whatever. They were carnivores, man. Those those I guys know. in the in the twenties. Um, but that brings us to our dead ball. Uh, we're going to talk about Ray Caldwell. Okay. And he is the pitcher that is uh, notoriously he was remembered for being struck by lightning while playing for the Cleveland Indians against the Philly Athletics in 1919. Remarkably, despite being knocked unconscious, he refused to leave the game. I don't, I don't know how you could refuse to leave the game being knocked unconscious. That seems like an oxymoron. Your That's like, have you seen- was like, don't let them take me. Right. Yeah, you just refused, uh, even though you were unconscious. Have you seen Scary Movie 3, where yes. it's Anthony Anderson and Kevin Hart? He's like, man, how could you wake up dead? Right. Like, well, <laughs> you can't go to bed dead. And that's kind of ties into to this whole thing. Yeah, so Ray Caldwell 
was struck by lightning. He was notorious throughout his playing career for his addiction to alcohol and partying, a self-destructive streak, but he was also known as one of the best pitchers to ever live, and he did throw a spitball. Now, a spitball, there's a lot of variations of a spitball. Yeah, what, what is it supposed to do? Well, it depends because a spitball can be, you heard in Major League, it could be a Vaseline ball. I'm sure they used to put all sorts of shit and would just call it a spitball. Right. But nonetheless, this son of a bitch, uh, Ray Caldwell, the fact that he finished the game is, I mean, have you ever been struck by lightning? No. I, I have never, I can't attest to being struck by lightning either, but I, I'm assuming it's, it's not good. I think it's very serious, especially if he's unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds painful unless you're in a movie. Cause then you would turn into like a superhero, but in real life, a lot of times don't you die. So is that, that would be a good movie idea, man. If you yeah. Ray Caldwell struck by lightning and then it's like a rookie of the year. He throws 200 miles per hour. Yeah. He's, like this superhero, but he can't get out of his own way because this guy loves to party so much. It's like the Hancock uh, of baseball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the boys. He's just a uh, he goes full corrupt, goes full corporate on them. But yeah, I mean, if this, first of all, I don't. I feel like there would be safety precautions. I always try and relate to what would happen today. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had team doctors then. No, no. Well, who would evaluate you? Who's evaluating this guy who's unconscious laying on the mound? What's yeah, the person who the stands? Yeah, a doctor in the stands or like the person who's the player or coach whose wife is a nurse or something. Right. And then I've seen this before. Right. This is this was normal. And now they have to have what I was thinking, if this happened in today's day and age, they have to have some sort of safety if do you think that they well they do actually so they do have that if there's lightning is this rule because of him did they implement this rule uh after ray caldwell was struck that's what that's where my brain went i was like is he is it all because of him is he the rudy gobert uh you know they just said no more no more lightning no more nba season it's possible it's possible gotta do more research yeah that's that, that that was really the main thing that I got out of this. Other than this guy was one tough son of a bitch. Not, he got struck by lightning. He's probably drunk, mm-hmm. and he finished the game. So it's the the trifecta of adversity, right? If you will, are you? Let's say you get struck by lightning. You're unconscious for a minute, mm-hmm. and then you wake up and you're like, ah, a little sore. Maybe, you know, right. second degree burn, but like, I'm, I'm okay. Are you finishing the game or are you like, I'm finishing I'm kinda, the game. You're finishing, finishing the damn game. Yeah. You are too. Oh, million percent. Yeah. I'm finishing million percent. Yes. But that just shows you, man, these guys, these guys are hockey tough. They are, you know, like these guys are, are tough are, sons man. of bitches. Um, I don't know how exactly this guy died. I, I believe he, I got a couple guesses. Let's see how he died. He 1888 to 1967. So he threw a no-hitter, won a World Series, and he pretty much lived the way he wanted to live 
and died the way he wanted to die. So there you go. I mean, shout out to Ray Caldwell, man. Shout this is a tribute to you. And that's all we got. That's all we got. We will have a guest mm-hmm. next week. We got some scheduling conflicts. Um, but, you know, I like I like just shooting the bull with you and right. then going over the news cycle. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I feel the same way. And we do things, you know, because of who we are and that word we've thrown around today, diversity. I do feel that we attack certain things that happen in a unique way. And hopefully our listeners would agree. You can get a lot of this information at a lot of places, but you can't get it like this. And that's what we stick to. And that's what we're going to keep doing. All right. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week. Follow us on Twitter at longball underscore pod and at Orazo. At the underscore styles files styles with an I. And we'll smell you, Poppy. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.